Below the Bar podcast is not meant to be taken as legal advice. It is purely used for entertainment purposes. Corbin and I are not attorneys. In fact, we haven't even graduated law school yet. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. That's scary. So if you have any legal concerns, please, 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 I urge you guys to seek an actual attorney. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And that's all I have to say. Hey guys, welcome back to Below the Bar Podcast. My name is Drew, and of course with me as always is... Corbin, what's up guys? Uh, how you doing, Corbin? Pretty good, and just just here again. Uh, yeah. Lots of schoolwork as always. I know you guys are going to hear us talk about that. Probably every single... Yeah. yeah, well... You're in school? I am in school. What a dork. It sucks. Yeah. I'm ready to be done. Me too, honestly. Wait, you're in school? No, I was just <laughs> kidding. No. School, no. Uh, could be worse, though. Could be in prison. Yeah, we could be in prison, and we could be on suicide watch in prison dealing with guards. That like just belittle us. Yeah, like we're going to talk about today. Guys, it's also very cold where we're recording right now, so I'm trying to not... So if you hear us shivering... Or like my teeth chattering, I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything new this week? Uh, no, not really. I might be getting out of my lease early. I don't know. Oh, cool. I have some annoying neighbors. I know I told you yeah. about that. Yeah. But I, I've talked to the office about them twice. And when was it? Tuesday? It must have been Tuesday. The our the woman that is our neighbor, she came over and she knocked on the door. And my girlfriend answered and she just started yelling at her. She was like, are you the people that complained that we were too loud? That's how you solve a problem. Guys, we're the, <laughs> we're the only apartment next to them. <laughs> so, of course, so it, it, was it wasn't difficult to figure out who it was. Wow, <laughs> good sleuthing. But yeah, so I ended up just going back to the office. And I was like, listen, they're not going to come to my apartment and yell at me for them being too loud. Yeah. So Hopefully they listen to this podcast. I hope so. And they just hear us. <laughs> I'll just be like, hey, we just put out a new episode. You should listen to it. Got Nancy Drew next door solving this mystery. <laughs> who could have told on us? It, it was mind-blowing that they figured it out and so you've fast. talked to them before yeah yeah too. like it wasn't like you just went immediately to right yeah so i mean like the, yeah i mean come on guys but but anyway yeah so that's what's new in my life is just hopefully getting out of this lease early what about you um so i think the universe has thrown some i guess bad karma my way because i'm always complaining about how much i hate my car oh right yeah well, the other day, actually yesterday, I had to run out to Beaver County, take care of a couple of things, and I came back, and my car was parked out in front of the house, and then when, my, when Paige got home later, she goes, hey, somebody hit your car. <laughs> I knew you were going to say so that. Like, what? So I go outside, somebody, my car was parked in front of my house, somebody just crushed the front bumper of my car. Damn. And like right above the headlight, it's all... Did they leave a note? Nope, nothing. Dude, nothing. That sucks. That happened in my car. Yeah. Uh, I mean, years ago now, but it sucks. But honestly, you know, it's like I said, I, I don't like that car anyway. I'm not emotionally attached to it. it. It drives. It's drivable. It's just cosmetic damage. I think it's it, too bad they didn't hit it harder. Honestly, yeah. But you know what? No, I'm like two payments away from having that car paid off. So I really wouldn't have wanted to have to get another car. And then just right now. to go back in there. Yeah, that yeah. would suck. 
want to live a little bit with that car payment. But. Yeah, it's been nice. I paid off my car in November. Oh, no payments. It's been nice. So we'll get into the case here. This is York County Prison v. Teamsters Local Union number 776. This is a labor law case. Something totally different than we've ever done here on Below the Bar. We are breaking new grounds. We are. Yeah. Every single every single week, we just get a little bit different. A little bit crazier. Just wait until our one year. Oh, my God. We're going to do the podcast. I don't even know what our case is. Animal law. Animal law. Probably yeah. by that point. Yeah. Something real. <laughs> by that point, we'll have run out of funny cases. <laughs> we'll, be like, we'll just be like, uh, uh, somebody painted the panda bears orange and defamation yeah that's <laughs> anyway that's animal law right but yeah yeah but anyway yeah. we'll get into the case yeah so this is the labor law case this case actually really kind of left me with a sour taste in my mouth yeah i was not happy with the ending yeah and you guys can tell us if you think it's right. I just, I really don't, in my opinion. Yeah, and I really am going to agree with the dissent from the Commonwealth Court here, but we will get to that later. Um, I, you want me to go through the? Or yeah, if you want to go through the the story here, sure. Okay. I usually do it, so yeah, well, it's just your storytelling. Oh man, pressure's on. So. Okay, so basically, what happened in this case is you have these two correctional officers at the York County Prison. And they are put on, they're on the suicide uh, ward. You know, they have to, sounds like the Suicide Squad movie. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in charge of watching inmates who are on suicide watch. Right. And while they're, you know, perform, or carrying out these duties, they take this one inmate and they start ridiculing him. They're verbally assaulting him. They're calling him very sexually aggressive names and uh, just really not, you know, Doing their job, especially when it comes to maintaining the safety and wellness of a mentally ill inmate who is on suicide watch. Right, because this, yeah, like you said, the inmate, he was, there were some mental issues there, and that was really the main reason he was on suicide watch. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, he's just a normal prisoner, yeah. we should throw him in suicide. Like, there's right. obviously reasons right. why right. he needs to be watched. So they start just going in on this guy, and he puts a mattress in front of his uh, cell door to barricade himself. So then the the uh, officers go and they ask their supervisors what they should do because this man has now barricaded himself inside of his cell. And they're told, well, just go in, remove the obstruction, and just do that. Right. So they go in, and again, this guy, this inmate is not mentally well, and they he's just been harassed for quite some time. So he lashes out when the officers enter the cell, and then they subdue him as the court or as the case says specifically. They subdue this inmate and right. do whatever they got to do with him. Well, because they use force, the uh, the prison launched this investigation as is routine. You know, there's a use of force when you do investigate what happened and just kind of you know take it from there. Right. So they're investigating, and they ask the inmates or the officers at some point, they go, hey, did you guys ever harass this inmate? And they're like, nope, nope, didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> did you ever use sexually suggestive terms and you know call him names that would be 
sexually aggressive. No, no, didn't do it. Okay. Then it comes out. We have this video where you guys are doing the things you said you didn't do. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> was that us? Well, we So we did. And, you know, we just, we forgot. It was something we forgot. And that's fair. I mean, when you routinely just antagonize somebody and just use slurs over and over and over, it all slips your mind. You can't keep track of it all. Yeah. I mean, I can't. No. And you're always saying vicious, hateful things to people. Yeah. Especially people with mental health issues. Oh, yeah. Especially me off off air. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a nasty, dirtbag person to me. Yeah, understandable. I mean, it's just the kind of person that I've tried to create and <laughs> I live every day. But, but yeah, no. I, I mean, how can how can you just lie? Like, they did you do this exact thing? There's no way you forgot. Like, to the right. point that they had to barricade themselves. Yeah, and you, you didn't just forget that mind. you did it. No. No, I love that they had video though. Yeah, yeah, they're like, no, here you are. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Now that you, now that you show us that, no, yeah, that was that, us. That is, that's him. I, I recognize him in the video. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah, I don't think that's me. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so that we have that. Okay, they're found dishonest during an investigation. So in the collective bargaining agreement, which is basically just the contract between the union and the county that lays out all the, you know, pretty much everything pertaining to like sick days, disciplinary proceedings, et cetera. In the collective bargaining agreement, it specifically states if you're found dishonest in an investigation, first offense, you were terminated, no questions asked. Okay. And that's enough to establish just cause for termination. Okay. So they're fired. Well, then they contest this, saying that they were wrongfully terminated, that there was not just cause to terminate. Okay. Well, Mm. well, I disagree. (laughs) It's in the agreement. This is what has been agreed to. All right. I'm literally shaking to my core right now because I'm so cold. Oh, I thought you were angry. No, (laughs) I'm seething with rage. (laughs) No, it's very cold (laughs) down here. Like my back hurts because everything's just tense. But I could also wear a jacket. How about that? You could. Yeah. So anyway, case goes to arbitration and the arbitrator looks at this and says, you know what, they were dishonest, but the collective bargaining agreement, you know, when it speaks about dishonesty in an investigation, it's not talking about this kind of (laughs) dishonesty. It's talking about other types of dishonesty. It's not talking about lying during this investigation it's talking about lying during any other, other investigation <laughs> any, other, other, things, any you know? other possible investigation except for this one yeah not this one doesn't make any sense <laughs> right so the arbitrator his award is basically saying give these officers their jobs back reinstate them um no i, don't, I think, believe that he said no back pay just reinstate them right because i think they had not had a job for what like a year a they, year yeah yeah and that's that's good you said because basically what he was saying was there was not just cause to terminate there was just cause for discipline reinstate them immediately because the one year suspension without pay was enough for discipline right well, that just sounds crazy to me. It, yeah i mean it doesn't make any sense to me um but that's really the facts of the case until we get into like how they argue and stuff like that between yeah. the two people 
But yeah, I mean, just on the face of the case, you can't lie during an investigation. They lied during an investigation. It says, if you lie, you're fired. Yeah. They got fired. So I, I just don't see the argument and... And we'll I go through this argument here in a second. Yeah. But uh, in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense. It really, like I said, it left me with a sour taste. So basically, the arbitrator gives us a ward. They get reinstated. And then the county appeals to the Commonwealth Court. Right. Who is now reviewing the arbitrator's award. Yeah. And the county argues, they first argue that the arbitrator's award fails the essence test, which... We'll talk more about the essence test later. It is a big thing within this case. but Within labor law. Well, yeah. yeah. Arbitrator's awards. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so they basically say that the arbitrator's award fails the essence test. Particularly, they say that the CBA defined just cause by supplying a discipline table which specifically, clearly, and unambiguously provided for immediate employment termination in cases of proven dishonesty. It is we have here. Right. <laughs> like, right. So so if somebody lies, we laid it out that if they lie, they get fired. And all parties have agreed to this as being right. how things should be carried out. Right. So, so the county goes on to say basically that once the arbitrator found that the grievance were dishonest, that the essence test required the arbitrator to uphold the grievance employment termination as outlined in the CBA's uh Discipline table. Yeah. Which I I agree. I agree. I don't I don't see how they could argue this. Yeah. But the union rejoins that the parties stipulated to the issue of just cause to discharge, and the county is asking this court to redetermine the facts and interpret the CBA in a manner contrary to the arbitrator. They basically go on to say that the fact finding is not a proper function of the court where matter has been arbitrated pursuant to a CBA. So basically, that because there was an arbitrator, it shouldn't go to a court, that they shouldn't be able to come in, relay out the facts. I think because they would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> they know that they would have lost. Yeah, and the arbitrator's award is supposed to be final, and that's kind of what we're going to get at with the essence test right. here. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they just basically say that where it's determined that the subject matter of the dispute is encompassed with the CBA's terms, the validity of the arbitrator's interpretation of the agreement is not a matter of concern to this court. So, yeah, again, basically, final. the arbitrator's word is final. The court shouldn't have any say on whether the award was enough or not good enough. Correct. Is the union's argument. But... And they're not necessarily wrong in saying that usually the arbitrator's award is final. Right. But there's this thing called the essence test, as we've mentioned several times, which basically states there's two parts to it, and it's a relatively simple test. It's, is the conduct at issue, here the conduct at issue is proven dishonesty during the course of an investigation. So is the conduct at issue encompassed within the collective bargaining agreement? Okay. Here, yes. yes, it specifically states. So then the next step is, if yes, which here, yes, what basically was the arbitrator's interpretation of that provision a reasonable one? I would argue no. I would argue no, because 
in the CBA. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so the essence test basically means if if you can't if you cannot pass the essence test, then the arbitrator's award stands. If you can pass the essence test, meaning it is covered in the CBA and the arbitrator's um, interpretation of that provision is reasonable, then that arbitrator's decision is final. Right. Well, again, I would like to think, no, this did not meet the essence test because this is not a reasonable interpretation of that provision. And I was thinking when I got to this point in reading the case, there is no way that the Commonwealth Court hears this and agrees and thinks that the arbitrator's interpretation was a reasonable one. Right. There's no way. But they did. And a two-to-one majority, they did. Now, I really agree with the dissent in this one, but... <laughs> right. They... Um, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, so the Commonwealth Court held on this issue that the arbitrator's award clearly did not find the requisite level of dishonesty for termination and that even if the court were to disagree with the interpretation that they may not vacate this award um yeah i just i disagree they say that they don't find the requisite level of dishonesty they asked him they asked them did you do this and they said no that's yeah just a blatant lie and then they said oh well we did do that now that you have video proof right that's about as bad of a lie as you can get in my opinion yeah if you didn't consider that the level of dishonesty worthy that was to be you know accounted for in this provision then what is right like what's a worse lie <laughs> like, other than just saying you didn't do something that there's video evidence yeah it shouldn't matter that they later came out and said, oh, we did do that. That doesn't right. matter. They they were dishonest during an investigation. Right. And that's what the court, I mean, the court ultimately says that this was a reasonable interpretation. You know, and the dissent was a scathing dissent that I actually really enjoyed reading because, again, it supported my, you know, belief in how this case should have been handled wholeheartedly. Yeah, you can talk about the dissent if you would like. Yeah. Yeah, but before I talk about the dissent, there's one because the dissent also mentions there. There was another issue that was argued here. Uh, right. One one more issue that was raised by the county was that this award violated the public policy, except violated public policy against inmate abuse, and that under the public policy exception of the essence test, the court is required to vacate the award. So the essence test, as we just discussed, like five minutes ago, the two steps. Right. There's an exception to that, and that's public policy. So there's three steps to this public policy exception. So to, deter to, de to determine if the award violates public policy, you need to look at the nature of the conduct leading to discipline. It must be that that nature of the conduct must be identified. You have to determine if that conduct implicates public policy that is well-defined, dominant, and ascertained by reference to the laws and legal precedents and not from general consideration of supposed public interests. So it has to have some foundation. You can't right. just be like, oh, well, people think. Yeah. Makes sense. And lastly, to determine if the arbitrator's award poses an unacceptable risk that it will undermine the implicated policy and cause the public employer to breach its lawful obligations or public duty given particular circumstances at hand and the factual findings of the arbitrator. So the Commonwealth Court agreed with the arbitrator that this type of conduct that is this pejorative name calling as they 
say it is, right. an excessive and inappropriate banter between correct, the correctional officers here and the inmates. It did not pose an unacceptable risk that a clear public policy would be undermined. As basically they were saying, inmates and correctional officers, they were joking. They were joking. They banter all the time. Right. They all, I mean, this <laughs> stuff happens. I guess I've never been to a jail or a prison or anything like that. But so for that five year stint, you did right. But I didn't want to talk about that. But anyway, I just even if there is like some joking between inmates and correctional officers, it might happen occasionally. I would assume whenever I don't know. I guess there's maybe inmates that are there for a long time, get to know them, stuff like that. But I, in my opinion, I just think if somebody is on suicide watch and they are joking apparently with him to the point that he has to barricade his doors, I don't think it's joking. Yeah, that's not like <laughs> it's like like it. Oh, kids being kids, right? Like if you were just berating me with insults, and I was just like, "Hey, man, like stop!" And then you were like, "Nah, I'm just kidding." And then you continued <laughs> to do what it. We do <laughs> man. I'm like, "No, seriously, <laughs> stop!" To the point that I did something to you. I w- you couldn't be like. Oh, I was just kidding. Right. Like yeah. nobody would be like, oh, he must like even they thought it was he was joking. Like <laughs> clearly the inmate was not okay with what was going no. on. No. I mean aside from, you know, berating a person on suicide watch, I mean they're, they're, it's just gross all around. So with all of that being said, then I can get to the dissent here and I'll summarize the the dissent here in just a couple of sentences. Basically the dissent was saying the award not only violates the essence test which I agree. Yeah. But it also the well-defined dominant public policy against abusive prison inmates, which I also agree. It says the collective bargaining agreement expressly states that such upon first offense, dishonesty is a just cause terminable offense. Yeah, it, clearly it says that. Right. Additionally, this violates the public policy because to hold otherwise implies that there's this acceptable level of inmate abuse that may occur. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Like, like to some a... extent, and arguably to a large extent, to the point where somebody barricaded them in and attacked them. Yeah. And then they were just like, nah, we were just joking. That's That hasn't crossed the threshold right. into, you know, that's still acceptable inmate abuse. Yeah. yeah. That's just, just hazing. Just, just for... not an outcome that I'm happy with. Like, no. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And you... Just going back for a second, they talk about the dishonesty in the CBA and how there has to be that appropriate level of dishonesty for them to lose their job. Yeah. I disagree with that, too. Yeah. Because in the CBA, it says any dishonesty. It didn't say... This kind of dishonesty. Right. It didn't say dishonesty to this level. Yeah. Or dishonesty in this situation. How do you judge that? A lie is a lie. Right. Yeah. That's dishonesty right there, and... I don't know. In my opinion, there was n- they never laid out. Well, yeah, it has to be a big lie. Yeah, <laughs> let me just look at it this way: If I were to show you something that said just what this collective bargaining agreement says, you know, first offense found dishonest in an investigation terminated, right? And I were to, would you think that me saying, "Oh, not that kind of dishonesty, but this kind," is a reasonable? No, it does. It, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. No. It, it just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I could talk all day about how irate this case is. Right. Me, but 
But that's that's essentially the case. I mean, you know, apparently we have this level of inmate abuse that's acceptable. You know, it's just like the uh, January exception now. Oh, <laughs> we can we can edit this out. But. <laughs> the January exception to him to uh, uh, to impeachment to now. Impeachment, Presidents yeah. can do whatever they want in, in the last the, month. Yeah, it's they're going to be out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you just do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's that's. That's all we got for this case. I just really wanted to talk about this one because, like I said, it it just... Yeah, it's an interesting one. And a lot of time, like, usually I can look at it and be like, okay, I understand why the court held this way. Even if I don't like it, I understand it. This one, I just don't... don't I just disagree wholeheartedly. Yeah. (laughs) But it's set a precedent now. Thankfully, there was a dissenting justice that, you know, we can... if. Something like this at. happens in the case, we can use that as maybe a persuasive, like, well, you know, well, but I yeah, know. but I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, so as always, guys, make sure you follow us on YouTube. Well, I'm gonna see if I get them all. Yeah, you're gonna all right. go ahead, I'll listen. YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, Talk Shoe, the Stitcher app, and Apple Podcasts. I think you got him. Oh, that's it, so. guys. Yes. So that's all we got, guys. Just I hope you like this episode, and uh, you know, tune in next week and uh, have a good one. Yeah, have a good rest of the week. I guess <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> we don't usually end like this, but yeah, I don't know why that was a question. Have a good one. Have an okay day. Just do do what you want. Live your life. <laughs> <laughs>